Hi, I'm Don Shanks. I played Ben Willis, the fisherman, and I'll always know what you did last summer. And of course, Michael Myers in Halloween 5. You're listening to Don't Go Out There, the horror podcast. And remember, the boogeyman never dies. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. Just want to thank all our fans and listeners. We really appreciate all the support. We're excited about the guests we have today. We are joined today by another absolute legend of the business. With a career that spans nearly five decades, best known for his roles in I Always Know What You Did Last Summer, and of course, Michael Myers in Halloween 5, Mr. Don Shanks. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing, man? Well, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing wonderful. Uh, just want to ask you, Mr. Don, uh, what is it that got you into acting and stunt work? Well, originally, um, I was... I did some plays when I was in high school, and then when I went to college, I was a theater major, and I did acting and tech, and, um, you know, and everything just kind of came off of that. Okay, um, you know, I mean, I'm just kind of jumping into it. I mean, I know it was really early in your career, but uh, do you remember a lot about your uh, time as uh, Nakoma on the uh, Life and Times of Grizzly Adams? Oh, yes. Well, see, it kind of started, uh, I live in Salt Lake, Mm -hmm. and I was doing a play at the Salt Palace, and I was doing special effects makeup, because at the time, I was 22, and I was playing a guy 65. Oh, okay, wow. So I had my hair up in a wig, you know, had a ball cap on, and did prosthetic makeup, and had a pop belly, and some people (laughs) came back afterwards, and I started doing the Mission Impossible thing about peeling the makeup off, you know. Oh, wow. And I go, wow, you look a lot different, yeah. And I took the wig off, and the hair came down, <laughs> and took the belly off. Well, anyway, about uh, oh, three months later, the group came in from Boston, and they were doing this movie. And they said they needed some people, uh, somebody to be tore up by a bear, if I could do the the makeup. So I called them, and I said, yeah. And I go, do you need any actors? And they go, well, we need an Indian. I go, well, I'm three of my grandparents were Indian. Wow. And they go, well, you got to be able to wrestle a bear. And I said, okay, I can do that. <laughs> wow. And that's how that started. You know, and we did the movie. We did one with uh, Dick Robinson first, and then we did another one with Dan Haggerty, and then the series came off of that. And so, you know, I kind of did my own stunts. And, you know, because as a kid, I'd see something on TV or in a movie, and I lived on a farm, and so, I mean, I had the whole barn rigged up like a mast of a ship, you know, because <laughs> I saw the Crimson Pirates, and I would do the swinging and all that, and I'd take my horse out, and I'd do all the little trick stuff, you know, off the horse and stuff, and so, you know, as a kid, I was actually doing some pretty good stunts. Wow, that's awesome. Oh, wow. I can't believe the job criteria was wrestle a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I figure if anybody could do it, I could do it. There you go. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Don, uh, a fun movie that we've reviewed in the past that we like to ask you about real quick is just 
It's kind of become a cult classic now, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Can you tell us about your uh, role on that in that film? Well, I had several roles in that film. Um, uh, the people who had done Grizzly Adams, they were uh, started another company. Chuck Sellier was uh, the producer on our show, and then he was the director on Silent Night, Deadly Night. And anyway, Frank Bear, a friend of mine, uh, was coordinating it. And I came in, and I was doubling the the Santa Claus. I doubled the cop. I doubled the priest. Well, I didn't double. I mean, I was the priest. And then I did the guy climbing through the window into the kid's bedroom. <laughs> right. So it was one of those, you know, I mean, I got to do all, you know, I throw axes. I throw knives. And so, you know, they had me throwing the, the axe in that, you know, Linnea Quigley was the one that I killed first. Mm-hmm. And at first they wanted me, there's this Santa Claus next to where the um, telephone was. And they go, can you cut the telephone cord? I said, well, that's a little iffy. You know, but how about <laughs> if I split the, the Santa Claus? And, you know, she they go, okay, we'll do that. And so I was showing Linnea, you know, we had a rubber axe. I said, okay, now this is what you need to do. Now, you know, don't step this way. Don't do this, you know. And she's like, okay, fine. And so when we did it, I threw the real axe. And she goes, we're stepping out. And she goes, that was kind of incredible. And I go, well, you know, this is what I do. She goes, no, no, how did you stick that rubber axe in the wall? <laughs> I go, they, did, they didn't tell you I was throwing a real axe at you? And I said, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. <clears throat> so that was, you know, but, you know, cutting off people's head with an axe and doing all the, <laughs> you know, edge weapons are one of my specialty. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, speaking of that uh, stunt work, you know, we have, we've had Ken Kersinger, Kane Hodder, um, you know, a lot of actors, uh, Tyler Maine, who spent time, you know, with stuntmen and, and stunt coordinators. Um, can you talk about the work, you know, it takes to be a stunt coordinator on a job like that? Well, I had a lot of good advice from people coming up. Uh, one of the special effects guys that we had on the show, his name was Harry Wallman, and he was like the history of movies. He had done like 6,000 movies and TV shows. Oh, wow. Uh, he was in silent movies. Uh, he was one of the Keystone Cops. You know, he went on from there. You know, do, you know he said, you know, when, he, when they were doing the original, you know, uh, silent movies they were all next to each other so he might take a pie over at this one and do a pratfall he might get knocked through a window over at this one you know and he'd just go down the line working and then uh he was uh the stunt double for charles lawton in um, hunchback of notre dame and he was um, clark gable's double oh wow and so he was like the history of what stunts were when people started rigging them, him and Yakima Kanet. And so, you know, I got a lot of my information from him. And then um, our stunt coordinator on the Grizzly Adams show, his name was Denny Arnold. And he invented a lot of the, the stuff that you see, the air ratchets when you get shot and you get blown back. Right. You know, air rams, you know. And so, you know, I learned from them. And, you know, it, uh, it, it made it easier, you know. So uh, 
coming in and doing the stunts, and then you get a little more into it, and then you start coordinating. And the main thing is that you want to make sure that everything's safe. Right. And that uh, the people that you hire know what they're doing. Right. Oh, I was just going to bring up, you know, Halloween now. I mean, we're a horror podcast. We love Michael Myers' Halloween. Uh, Don, can you just talk just a little bit about how you got the role as Michael Myers in Halloween 5? Well, okay. (laughs) Well, Don Pike, who is the coordinator on the show, who I'd met on a Chips episode where I was doubling Fred Dreyer doing some martial arts. And so he came in the town, and he called me, and he said, "Uh, are you available to do stunt work? I said, yeah, okay. I go, what are you doing? He goes, well, it's Halloween 5, blah, 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 this and that. I go, yeah, I'm available. You know, and about 10 minutes later, he calls me back. And he goes, uh, the director would like to see you. I go, I mean, that's kind of unusual for, you know, wanting me for stunt work. And he goes, no, no, they want to see you about playing Michael Myers. I go, oh, okay. So I went and met with the director, Dominique, and we talked for a little bit, and he says, okay, I just want to talk you through one thing. He goes, I want you to walk like wood through water. And, okay. And I got up and I walked, and he goes, okay, perfect. You got the role. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's pretty awesome. Um, you know, and, and hey, I'm sure you, you probably are tired of answering this question, but, uh, you know, but by the time Halloween 5 came out, I mean, you were – I believe, a, a, you know, more than this, but at least the fourth actor to play the shape. Um, can you tell us, you know, how you approached that role? I mean, did you try to mimic anything that had come before? I mean, I know Halloween 4 had just come out, I think, when you guys started filming this. Mm-hmm. Well, they asked me not to go and say anything. Oh, wow. You know, okay. they wanted, you know, they wanted to, you know, have just what I was going to bring to it. You know, and back when I was in college, I mean, I took mime classes and, you know, things like that. So it kind of went along with what Michael is. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you just kind of, you know, think about what you're doing in the scene, you know, and it'll come off. I mean, your body will sell it more. Absolutely. Oh, yes, sir. Can you talk a little bit about working with a late Donald Pleasance? Speaking of stunt work, there's something I read of you getting injured by Mr. Pleasance accidentally during a scene. Yeah, well, I mean, Donald was, uh, I don't know, I I consider him the ultimate actor. You know, Peter O'Toole said that he was the best actor in England. Mm. Um, We were doing the scene where I wrecked the car and I come after, I killed Tina and, you know, all that, and he's, they were wrapping me for the night because, you know, they weren't going to see me. And he came to my uh, dressing room and he knocked on the door and he goes, might I ask a favor of you? I go, yeah, okay. He goes, would you mind being out in the woods? I don't need to see you, but I just know, want to know that you're out there. I want to feel your presence. I go, okay, sure. So they go, no, no, you're already wrapped. I go, no, it's fine. You know, so I put the wardrobe on and, every, you know, the mask and everything, even though he wasn't going to see it, you know. And uh, I don't know, it, I just thought that was something I could do for him. Right. And so when we're doing the scene in the uh, – where I'm coming down the stairs and he's trying to talk me out of it. And then I 
get all ballistic on him. He wanted to do his own stunts. I mean, he, we had a stunt double for him. And I go, okay, but, uh, you know, right. I'll take you through the window. But I think when you go over the railing, you want a stunt person to do that. He goes, oh, okay. Well, I'll, but just as long as they can see my face, you know, I want them to, you know. I go, okay, fine. And Don says, okay. So we're doing the scene where he takes, you know, the little girl in there. And he's like, you know, Michael, Michael, you know, and they shoot me with the darts. And then he starts beating me with a two-by-four. And the two-by-four was foam, but it had PVC in it. And on the four side, it was pretty thick, you know, so, but on the two side, a part of it was sticking out. And so, I mean, we kept doing it and kept doing it. And, you know, finally he caught me across the nose and, you know, blood was coming out of the mask and Don goes to get you. And I go, yeah, it's okay. Don't worry. You know, so we just kept going. Wow. That's crazy. It broke my nose. Oh, Wow. (laughs) <laughs> I've had my nose broken so many times. I mean, I had it broken one time where it was laying on the side of my face. Oh, my, my God. Wow. Took two pencil, put it up in my nose and straighten it back out. And it goes, okay, get back out there. <laughs> wow. Would that be uh, one of the worst injuries you've had as a stuntman, would you say? Or, or have you had worse? Oh, no. I've broken my back. Oof. You know, Dan Haggerty cut off two of my fingers one time. They what? They back on. Yeah, we were doing a scene and... He slipped and he cut off two of my fingers and went and had him sewn back on and came back to work. I've never wow. missed a day of work. That's, oh that's impressive. I broke my back. Wow. You know, I was in Atlanta doing it and I went into the bag and it flipped me back up and I went to see where I was and I landed on my face and my heels came around and hit me in the back of the head. Golly. So I went to the hospital, got some, and I came back to work. That's impressive. I didn't know it was broken at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you are real life, Michael Myers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Just have so, to keep going. That's it. Um, so speaking of that, this is the last Halloween question for you, I promise. But uh, so arguably, you know, one of the most visually interesting scenes of the entire franchise probably is when, you know, the little girl, Daniel Harris, is inside that metal laundry chute and you're stabbing through it. Now, Surely this isn't true, but was, is it really true that there was a real knife and really Harris behind oh, yeah. there? I mean, I mean, how, oh, how no, did you guys do that? That seems crazy. Well, I had it all, well, it kind of goes back to the knife throwing thing. You know, my adopted father was a world champion knife and tomahawk thrower. Oh, wow. As a matter of fact, during World War II, he had the world record kill of 90 feet, pinning a German sentry through the neck. So, but he could cover up a person and throw knives at him. And I kind of learned from him. So what it was, we mapped out where it was. I mean, there's little dots and stuff where she, you know, where I was going to stab and she was going to be, because she wanted to do it. You know, we had a stunt double for her too, but she was so gung-ho. I mean, I got to, Danielle is a trooper, I got to tell you. You know, when (laughs) I'm chasing her with the car, I mean, I couldn't hardly see. You know, there's so much fog. There's one scene where they took a still of it and there's smoke coming out of the mask. Wow. (laughs) Because we had so much fog. But it's like, okay, be here. All right. And then, you know, and it's, if you look at it a little bit, you know, it's, uh, the camera gives, doesn't have any dimension. So I'm 
six inches off and it looks like it's closer than that. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But it, it's kind of hard to stab with those knives because they don't have a hilt on them, you know, because it will slide up on your hands. Right. You know, so both of them, I mean, it was iffy both ways, but it worked out. Yes, it you know, did. And I got to hand it to Danielle. I mean, <laughs> a little sweetheart. <laughs> that's that's crazy. I, I heard that. I had to ask you that question because I, I thought, surely, surely that's not true. But, uh, wow, that, yeah, that's crazy. I don't know how, how much that would fly in today's, in today's world. No, have... I don't think it would fly at all. <laughs> you know, and I don't know if Danielle would do it now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she was, you know, uh, 11 years old at the time. And uh, she was just a trooper, you know. She just, you know, she wanted to be part of the crew. She wanted, I mean, you know, hang out with, you know. She wasn't a kid. I mean, it, you know, you just considered her one of the actors. Right. Well, okay, so shifting gears just a little bit, um, I want to ask you, you have something that looks like is releasing this year, and uh, it's Paranormal Prison. Um, without, yeah. spo- without spoiling it, I mean, can you talk a little bit about that film and your role? Well, it's uh, um, well. I think it would throw it off if I told you what my role was. Oh, okay. <clears throat> you know, but it was a little film that was shot up in uh, Idaho, and uh, it. I don't know. You're just gonna have to see it. Okay. Is it is it releasing on uh, all the streaming platforms, or or how are they gonna do the release? Do you know? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure just yet. You know, um, there are several things that they're trying to do. Um, I think they have a YouTube. Okay. I'm just trying to pull it up right now. Uh, anyway, it it was a fun little film to do. Well, everybody, make sure you go out and look for Paranormal Prison with Mr. Don Shanks. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Mr. Don Shanks, I just want to thank you for coming on the show. Before I give your you know cameo a quick shout-out, there's one fun question that I just really want to ask you that we've asked a lot of our previous guests. Uh, I've seen several of your interviews on YouTube. I know you do a lot of horror conventions. Can you just tell us a story of maybe your funniest moment or like the weirdest moment or weirdest experience with a fan? We'd love to hear these stories. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I always consider doing the things with the fans. I mean, they're the ones who make you what you are. Absolutely. Right? Whenever we do an interview, I always thank them because without them, we wouldn't be here. You know, no one would, you know, I mean, it's 30 years or better now that uh, we did Halloween. You know, with Grizzly Adams, it's, uh, you know, close to 50, getting close to 50. Right. You know, and the fans are still, you know, enthusiastic and they usually know more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, us horror fans are really obsessed. (laughs) But uh, I did one up in, um, oh, Cleveland. And they had a uh, a cover band for um, Alice Cooper. And I came on stage. I was hanging there, you know, when they opened up. And then I come out of the noose, and then I go and I pick up the the lead singer, and I smash him around and stuff. I mean, that was kind of fun. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, nobody knew. I mean, it looked like a dummy hanging there. <laughs> and nobody knew that it was, you know, 
then all of a sudden it comes alive. But, you know, the fans are, like I said, you know, I I can't say enough about them. And I'd say next to probably Star Trek, Star Trek the horror fans are the best. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Mr. Don Shanks, you did a cameo intro for us, so we definitely want to, you know, plug that for you. Is there anything else you'd like to plug that uh, our audience can keep uh, keep up with you on? No, I'm just, you know, hanging out, you know, going to the gym, trying to... <laughs> if anybody calls me, I'm going to be ready. Well, all right. Sounds good. Oh, absolutely. You never know when somebody wants somebody killed or the wrestle <laughs> a bear. <laughs> well, maybe we, can get the, maybe we can get these horror conventions started up again since uh, COVID's kind of dwindling a little bit, so... Well, I'm ready whenever they do it. Oh, yes, sir. And one more quick shout-out to Mr. Don Shanks. He's on Cameo if you want to get a shout-out from him. So check it out. He's a really nice guy. Uh, Mr. Don Shanks, thank you so much for coming on our show. We really appreciate it, man. Well, thank you. You're awesome. We really appreciate your time. Thank you again. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I uh, just want to remind everybody to uh, don't do it out.